Welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host Scotty McCoy and boy do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now Hayden Newman and she played Riley Connor and also directed Reunion from Hell. Hey Hayden, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good after the third repeat of doing this intro. <laughs> but yeah. we finally got it right. <laughs> I'm doing good though. A uh, rough day at work, very busy, um, but I'm glad to have you on. We were scheduled for three, but we decided to move it up an hour early, which is perfect for me. So and I'm glad it was for you too. It is. And it's an honor to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. So the first question I got for you is, I'm sure there's some people that don't know what Reunion from Hell is about. So why don't you let everybody know the synopsis of it? Okay. Uh, Reunion from Hell is a... Um, it's a huge love letter, first of all, to the films like Scream and Halloween. Um, it follows a group of friends. Uh, the lead, Riley Connor, has um, not been home in about eight years. Something's happened that's made that character leave town. And unfortunately, one of the friends is killed. So therefore, Riley comes back home and they slowly begin to discover that they are, it was bait. It's a mm -hmm. trap and um, there's somebody out there trying to kill them all one by one. Awesome. That's, that sounds really good, actually. Um, and just to let everybody know, including yourself, um, I have been having internet issues the past two days. There's been an outage in the area. Now, I'm good right now, and it was down earlier today, and it was down all day yesterday. So if we get dis uh, disconnected, I will uh, – obviously, it'll stop, and we'll just use the same Zoom room, and then I will uh, let you know once it's back up. And I'll just do editing, obviously, to edit where we last left off. Sound okay, good? sounds good. Awesome. I just wanted to clarify that so you, so like if we get disconnected, <laughs> I don't know what's been going on, but it's been aggravating me, and it's also been affecting my work since I work from home. So hopefully it stays stable. Yeah. Um, so the next question I got for you is, uh, how did you come up with the idea for Reunion from Hell? Well, um, it had been festering for a while. I'm a theater brat. Nice. I come from theater background, 20 years of acting and directing theater um mm -hmm. and i wanted to do something that was something that i would want to see as a horror fan mm -hmm. um that was a love letter to the films that impacted me growing up right. and that was something different i mean for so long horror has been found footage and ghost and found footage and ghost mm -hmm. um so i wanted to do something different um and i feel like and uh, Kathy Podwell, who's in this film, she agrees with me. This film is um, very different, very groundbreaking, as she says. Awesome, awesome. So that was my next question. I obviously know the answer, um, but is there any celebrities involved for, that the viewers and listeners should be on the lookout for? And also, um, how did they get involved with the project? Uh, well, um, yes, Kathy Podwell, who was Judy and Night of the Demons, and um, Callie Harper on Dallas for four seasons. She was the second wife of J.R. Ewing. Okay. She is very much the second lead in the film. Nice. Um, this is her first horror film 
set sight of the demons 33 years ago. Awesome. And the way she got involved was I emailed her one day and asked her to read the script. And she said, send me the script. And the next day she came back and said, let's do it. Awesome. So that's, I mean, that's how she got involved. Um, and it was kind of like this perfect storm because Kathy had kind of stepped away from acting to raise her children. And uh, she always said that once her youngest child graduated from high school, she had no reason to not go back to acting. Right. Well, her youngest child graduated in May, and I emailed her in June of 2020. Nice. So it just, it was like it was supposed awesome. to happen. Awesome. So we spoke about this briefly, but obviously if you can help me get uh, Kathy on my show, um, I will obviously talk about Reunion from Hell with her as well and promote that even some more. Oh, yeah. Kathy would definitely love to do it. I'll reach out to her. Um, we talk all the time. So. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be huge. And I mean, that would be great to have her on. We could obviously discuss Night of the Demons, Reunion from Hell, obviously, plug that some more. Because obviously, there's never uh, too, too much uh, press for any type of movie. The more, the better. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So what was the hardest part about filming Reunion from Hell? Um, well, we filmed in Louisville, Kentucky um, in early October. Uh, the hardest part, I would say, other than the COVID measures we had to take, um, would be some of the locations we didn't realize were as close to the airport as they were. <laughs> and we would be filming a tape and a plane would fly over well the boom mic catches everything yes it does <laughs> so we <laughs> would have to scrap that take and start all over again but yeah that was probably the most difficult challenge we faced was the airport yeah and like they say like and obviously i'm an indie filmmaker myself i know this from experience that audio can make or break a movie it really oh, yeah. can and especially and anything from a boom mic you could be like oh it's just a microphone it only gets a couple no it gets a lot of audio and it picks a far distance away exactly and right. it can it's a, and it gets frustrating because like oh my god like i want to get this take and i want to get it but every single time i try something is interfering with the audio exactly the uh we shot the finale of the film over two nights mm -hmm. and um it was long night shoots and that second night, which was actually the night that Kathy wrapped her portion of filming, mm -hmm. it was crazy. We would be like in a serious take and a plane would fly over. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was nightmarish. But that was about it. Yeah, and I was talking about that with, uh, you know, Sam Hodge and his wife, uh, his fiance. Um, we were talking about that, and he was she was mentioning about the long nights, and she said that sometimes it would be, you'd be on set for, what, like 8 a.m. or something like that, 7 a.m., and it, you'd not get done till 3, 4 in the morning, and I, I mean, I can only imagine, I did, we did one of those one of those nights with my movie and it's very long, it's very tiring, it, it takes a, a, a big toll on you. It does. It is very tiring. Sam, of course, is my DP on Reunion, and he's also my co-director. Um, and then Jonna was 
my boom mic operator and she did everything else god bless her heart and uh she also plays jen in the film nice but um yes i mean we would start early morning and some nights we would go to two three o'clock at night um obviously shooting a horror film it's a lot of night shoots it really is and that's the thing with especially with horror movies like it wouldn't be a horror movie if uh, like 90 percent of it's during the day (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) so um what was the most fun parts about uh filming reunion from hell you know we had a lot of fun times on that set um we all one of the locations that we used we rented through airbnb right and it was big enough for the entire cast and crew to stay at. So we all stayed there for the entirety of the shoot. So we all lived like a family. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say we should have been running cameras going behind the scenes of, you know, right. a documentary on what happens behind the scenes of filmmaking. But, right. you know, we ate uh, dinners together and, you know, just we became like a family. And, um, Oh, so many fun things happened on that set. Um, One of the most memorable would be um, me and Kathy and Jeremiah Lee Steinert, who plays Brady in the film. We had been doing a night shoot. It was two, three o'clock in the morning. We were hungry. So we were on the way back to uh, the main location where we were staying and we were like, we're going to stop, go through this Taco Bell and get some food. None of us stopped to think we're covered in fake blood. We're covered in cuts. We're covered. None of us. (laughs) So we order our food. Mm -hmm. We go up to the window and, um, the kid, oh, we probably scared him to death that when he opened the window, he just paused and he was like, y'all need to go to the hospital right now. (laughs) And we all busted out laughing and that's when it clicked. We were like, no, we're making a movie. But that also is a testament to Derek Worley who did our special effects in the film that, you know, we go through a drive-through at Taco Bell and they thought it was very real. (laughs) Right, oh my God. Yeah, and the the thing is, like, um, like I have like a similar situation like that. I, I went to, uh, uh, I went to um, Boyers to, you know, I got a bunch of like, you know, stuff to make fake blood. Like Boyers is a local uh, supermarket type place. I got a bunch of stuff to make fake blood to die and everything. I got like, I had like nine things of corn syrup and everything like that. It was crazy, and uh, and then like I know um, my uh, my company CEO went to Walmart and she had a she had to get some props for our fan our Friday the Thirteenth fan film we were working on just something to do in between films and uh, she had she was buying a machete and duct tape and all this different stuff and the cashier is looking at her like huh and she's like yeah. oh, it's where it's some weird look. Some of the stuff you do for your for your craft, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy, and like some some of the looks you get, it's like you have to explain to them. I'm making a movie, so don't call nine one one. I'm okay. Exactly. I have, um, no, I have no ill intentions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had moments like that on the set, and then we had moments 
where, I mean, it was just pure and tea fun. We had a blast on the set. I mean, really, <laughs> it was a group of filmmakers that came together that all loved what they were doing. We all connected and we had a blast making the movie. And that's the most important part about filmmaking is like, if you run it like it's a boot camp and, you know, it's not going to be any fun. Nobody's going to want to do, do it really well. Or they're not going to be putting their all into it. But when you make it fun, I mean, obviously it's going to be work, but when you make it a relaxed environment and, you know, there's jokes and there's, you know, fun moments, you're laughing and all that. It makes it for a much better experience and people are going to be able to put all of their efforts and all of their work you know, and all of their, you know, their hard work and everything into it. And that's when the product, when it's finished, it comes out to be amazing, like the final movie magic, so to speak. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, this was a script. I certainly believed in it. It was my baby. But everybody that was involved believed in what we were doing. And um, this is not your typical slasher film per se where you're running through the woods and people right. are getting their heads chopped off right. this film is very much centered around this group of friends and mm -hmm. their backstories right and it was very important to me that you cared about these characters yeah that's um, really important about a movie is character development so you know we have these backstories going on with these characters but they're all thrown into this crazy life-threatening situation and they have to deal with it mm -hmm. so nice. that's what was so important to me with these characters was creating characters you cared about and mm -hmm. um was there a process that you did to make these characters have these pers these certain personality traits and these these ideals that people can you know fall in love with uh, well, you know, no, um, I, some of them, you know, I based off personal experience, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're very different types of characters. And when I say that, and this is why Kathy felt this is going to be a groundbreaking film mm -hmm. is because it is centered around a group of LGBTQ friends. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And it's not something that's done. And if it is done, it's not done the right way. Right. Um, where, you know, it's usually a joke, um, a running joke of how an LGBTQ character is just, you know, just way over the top. Right. And no, um, these characters are just you know, everyday people, and that just happened to be who they are, and they're right. thrown in this situation. That's awesome, and it's good to give recognition to that, like you said, like even in Friday the 13th Part 5, they had those greasers. They were supposed to be lovers without ever exploring it, but they didn't really do any justice to that, if that's what they were meant. And even the LGBTQ, they're considered, they're like, kind of like the, even like associated with the African Americans in horror films, or easily dispatched of right away. Give them some exactly. of that proper recognition. Exactly. Um, and that was so, so, so important to me. And Kathy told me a story. Um, she was talking to her uh, sister-in-law. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has a family member who is a member of the LGBTQ community. Right. 
and they overheard Kathy and her sister-in-law talking about it and Kathy telling her that the story centered around a group of LGBTQ characters. And she said, and this family member was 15. Okay. And she said that they came around the corner with just like this biggest smile on their face. Like all of a sudden they were interested, like, oh, we're finally being included in a movie. Mm-hmm. So awesome. That's that's really great. It really is. And it's part of myself being part of it, the LGBTQ community. It's really great to know that uh that you know we're being represented in a positive light instead of you know being having it just diminished to like a a running joke or running gag in in any type of movie or easily just being a a character for the sake of demographic and then easily just being dispatched off by the killer yes um i watched a horror movie just the other day i knew a horror movie i won't say what it was (laughs) but um the gay couple that was just there to be the gay couple were like the first ones killed and i'm like really really like really that's what where you're going with this yeah so um yeah it was important and not every character is a part of the lgbtq Mm -hmm. community um right but there are characters there that are so it was important awesome that's great so i know that you had an indiegogo uh campaign that was released um and i've been asking a lot of indie filmmakers this question on my show um especially with that whole debacle that happened with once upon a nightmare um so any tips or suggestions that you have for anybody that is now afraid of donating to these campaigns due to the scam um that was obviously once upon a nightmare and why should they still help out uh those making indie films well, first of all, um, the Once Upon a Nightmare debacle, oh, just, I, I don't even want to go down that path. Yeah. Um, but uh, to fans out there, your support is what helps us make these films. And my best advice to anybody is, you know, investigate the filmmaker a little bit, investigate the cast that's involved, um, you know, mm-hmm. just make sure that, you know, and there's ways of doing it, you know, podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, I am, well, I wouldn't say I am to be, being hotter was even put on that IMDB as well, which was a sad shame. Yeah. Um, <sighs> even asking around, people like Noelle Berger, Hayden, um, even like uh, Matt Burns, and there's a bunch of people, myself, there's people in the indie community, the indie family that know who is re- reputable, who's good, who, who has a good reputation. And if they don't know, they can send you to somebody that does know. Even Facebook yeah. fan pages. Exactly. Um, I actually... I don't want to say I was a whistleblower on the Once Upon a Nightmare. I I did contact an actress that I personally know and asked her. I was like, are you part Uh, of this? I'll be the first to admit it. You know that link of of the plagiarism of Michael Nemeth? Yes. I was the one that had that. I was the one that first gave that to Carl, and Carl gave it to Amanda, and Amanda passed it around to everybody else. 
Oh uh, yeah, I contacted this actress and um, she was just mind blown. She was like, no, no. And I was on the phone as she was making a post saying, you know, yeah. she is not, she had never even talked to it. Yep, I, I, I know, I know uh, that Michael Nemeth firsthand. I knew him, I knew that he did this in the past. And I was a little suspicious about Once Upon a Nightmare when they announced Kane Hodder and all these big names. And once he announced Christine, using the replica or whatever of Christine, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is another scam that he's doing. So I got that link up and I immediately sent that over to Carl and he ended up doing that, sending it you know, to Amanda and they took care of the rest. Cause I, I mean, obviously I, I I disassociated myself with him completely because this is the final straw. I mean, I'm in the indie film community. I'm a filmmaker and I don't want my friends and my family, my indie horror family to be, you know, scammed like this. Like, I mean, he did it in the past. People change. I thought maybe this is legit. But then yeah. once he started getting these around, I started, you know, I showed this link that I found years ago because my friend Marcus is an author and he was supposed to have Mike, this Michael Dark one him to, to uh, end up editing it, but he never did. And from there, um, that's how I became his editor for his books. And from there, I, I, I found this link and I found like he did this in the past with a Nightmare on Elm Street fan film with and all that. And uh, he said that Freddy Krueger was his uncle playing his uncle and he really just stole the movie from YouTube. And it was oh, a whole thing. Know. And he didn't make any money off that one, but uh, he didn't even have an Indiegogo for it. But then this started up and that's where you have to be weary, but you also can't not just donate to people because there are, these are how we get the films made. And exactly. there are really good filmmakers out there. And uh, I mean, I I know firsthand, like you're the, I'll, I'm gonna be honest right here. You are probably the fourth person that I had on this show that said the same exact thing as everybody else. Everybody said the same thing. So those that are watching this on YouTube and those that are listening to this on, you know, Apple Podcasts and all the other podcasting platforms out there, just know that Hayden is the, what, the fourth person that I interviewed from the indie community that stated that um, you do your research and that these films can only be made with your help and your, you know, honorable donations, your your hospitality, your generosity. So you guys have to really help these films get made. And to do that, if you are afraid that something like this will happen again, even if it is a reputable source, uh, you know, a reputable company, whatever, still do your research. And I'm going to be honest, and you can agree with me. All of these people that like, you know, donating, if you donate to an Indiegogo campaign, it's going to be a risk because projects, even they they could be the most reliable, reliable filmmaker out there and the project can fall flat due to any type of reason outside of funding. That is very, very true. You are taking a risk, but, um, you know, I, I'll tell a story early on in the development, early pre-production of Reunion from Hell, there was different cast members attached and um it just fell through because you know COVID or you know other reasons um but my goal was no matter what mm -hmm. this movie was going to be made right and you know every if I lost somebody well mm -hmm. I hated it I wished them the best mm -hmm. and I moved on to finding the next person that I could, you know, cast. All right. Um, so it's it's all about, you know, 
when I said I was going to do it, and I've had several people say that, Noelle being one of them, because um, she she saw some of the early pre-production nightmare I had went through, um, because this was my first film. Right. Um, but in the end, I think it shocked everybody that I, I came through. I did what, exactly what I said I was going to do. Right. And uh, I know people have contacted me, and this is a testament to Sam and his wonderful visions, uh, DP, and uh, how blown away by just the footage they've seen, mm -hmm. and how blown away they are by that. And um, it's just rewarding. It's very rewarding. And like you said, you went through the developmental hell, as they call it, and things like that in productions, especially indie films and low budget, are more frequently to happen than they are in bigger budget and box office hits. Because yeah. we're not experienced filmmakers, so to speak, we're doing it because we have a passion for the industry. It's not like we have like we have that training or whatever. You know, we we just have a group of and a family, and they you know they believe in us, and that's what you know. And there's going to be downfalls. Some projects completely fall flat, and in your case, thankfully, it didn't fall flat. You had some production hell, and you know pre-production hell, and you went through it, and you got through it, and you made a movie. Exactly, and um, you know, I say you know, all the blood, the sweat, the tears, it's worth it. Yeah, it um, really is. I've seen, we are about two weeks away from being finally fully edited. Nice. So I have seen like the first hour and five minutes of the film put together. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Great. I will say the, the opening credits, any horror fan is just going to be yeah. over the moon about what we did with the opening opening credits alone That's awesome and the thing is um if anybody's watching like you think that it's so much fun to be a filmmaker you get to make a movie and all that but it's a lot of work and the yeah. worst the most fun part of filming in my opinion is editing because you get to see your movie that you filmed and you work so hard on come to life the movie magic being brought to life slowly but surely but it's also the hardest and most frustrating part of the filmmaking process in my opinion because you're you're trying to get it's like getting i hate i suck at jigsaw puzzles and it's like putting a jigsaw puzzle together piecing all the scenes together editing mm -hmm. it all together adding the music the sound effects every single aspect of it all together into one film Exactly. Um, and Sam, he's my editor and he's just, you know, he sends me the footage and I'm like, I love it. That's so I mean, we're constant. Me and Sam and John have formed a really close friendship, um, a very close friendship. And um, I'm coming on to their next project, their project coming up, The Hag Witch as an assistant direct first assistant director but a lot of the cast from reunion from hell are involved with the hagwitch right. that's how much of a family unit we yep. we formed um so it's seeing the footage it's it's unreal mm -hmm. and i can remember my first day on set the first day we ran cameras and it is weird because we just got past that scene the very first scene we shot in the film and I, I i messaged sam i was like 
you know, that was the first scene we shot. And he was like, yeah, I know. And I remember thinking that day, I'm on set with Kathy Podwell. She's a legend. Yes, she is. She and I'm doing scenes with her. She plays my mother in the film. So it was unreal. That's amazing. It really is amazing. Um, so um, what was it like, just, not just starring in the film, but also being a director on it? You know, it was it was a challenge. It was. Um, it's not for the easily broken type people. <laughs> um, because I would have to, I had some very, very intense scenes and some very dark places I would have to go to. And then we would call cut and I would have to go into director mode and go look at the footage and, you know. So that's, it's, if you have a good crew, mm -hmm. it's, it can be amazing. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a good crew, I imagine it could be a really nightmarish experience. Yeah. But um, luckily I had a, a wonderful crew. That's awesome. And the thing is, um, like you said, you have Sam and Joanna. And the thing is, you have to have a family or you can't do filmmaking alone, especially indie films. You can't oh, no. do it alone because, yeah, you can get a cast and a crew and all that eventually. But if you don't have an executive team or if you don't have a, a team of friends that are going to do this and join you on this journey from not just filming, filming it, but from the start to the finish is like it, it you can do it on your own but it's the the work is times 10 is you need that that extra help you do everybody does because it's not that easy to do it with with the three people or the four people let alone yourself exactly and you know i like to say you know we kind of did the you know what the original friday the 13th and halloween right when they were making those films everybody cast and crew pitched in and you know yeah did stuff behind the scenes um and uh, you know it was just we were all coming together with this passion and belief of this film and we all just really became close and you know we premiere april 30th in okay. nashville tennessee awesome um is the red carpet premiere for the cast and crew um we're doing it at, at uh the full moon simplex in nashville tennessee um and then on may 1st we're having a fan screening it will be the first time that fans get to see it okay. in a theater um but they'll get to see it with the cast and crew okay. and we'll do a q a session after the screening awesome. autograph session and you can get tickets to that all it's twelve dollars that gives you access to see the movie gives you autographs q a awesome. meet the cast and crew and those tickets go on sale march 12th perfect that'll be great and that's where would that be at is that's also in nashville yes at the same theater okay perfect um so uh where that was basically my next question to an extent um so where was reunion from hill filmed at what dates did you all film and any anticipated anticipated dates for a release so everyone can view it um well we filmed 
principal photography in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. And we shot from October, and I may be getting the dates wrong. <laughs> uh, it, we started on October 10th, mm-hmm. and we wrapped on October 22nd. Awesome. Um, and then we did some pickup shots in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, earlier this month. Perfect. And, and that was just real quick pickup shots. And um, then, of course, we premiere on April 30th for the cast and crew. And then we're doing that fan screening event. And then um, also, I'm going to... Try I know we're trying to get a screening in Huntington, West Virginia, where Sam and John live. Um, there's a couple of conventions that are um, wanting the rights to right. screen the film. Um, so we will go through the film festival market and, you know, all of that. But uh, we already have several distributors, like, and it's unreal we were being contacted before we even finished making the movie um they're interested in the film and so that's i think we have 12 distribution companies interested in the rights that's great so hopefully the plan is that hopefully it will be out for everybody by october that's what i'm hoping awesome so before i get into the last question this everyone who you're watching listening wherever you're hearing this podcast watching this podcast that just know that this is an example hayden is an example of what hard work details like what hard work pays off it might be very frustrating at times it might be like oh i gotta do this i gotta do that oh and then you're all stressed out but at the end of the tunnel there's always that rainbow and hayden got to that rainbow she hit the finish line and look where you're at you you are there now and this is what a successful filmmaker looks like and i'm very proud of you and i'm proud to be your friend and i'm proud that you're able to get this done and i'm looking forward to seeing what this product's gonna be like well thank you that means so much to me and you know i don't say it was just me that made the film it was all of us together we all succeeded in making this film it wasn't just one of us we all did it together Absolutely. And the thing is, um, that, I mean, it's, it's cliche, it's said, it's said to death, especially in the film industry, but you guys are a family. And as a oh, family, yeah. you grow and you, you struggle and you do things together and you succeed and you have setbacks and you keep pushing forward. And as a family, you get through it together, one, you know, all, all together, you know? Exactly. And um, yeah, we did that. And uh, it's kind of ironic None of us, it wasn't planned this way. Right. Um, the night that Kathy wrapped her portion of filming, mm-hmm. which, of course, Kathy told several, first of all, several behind-the-scenes stories of Night of the Demons, which was amazing to hear. Awesome. But the night that she wrapped filming was the 33rd anniversary of Night of the Demons opening. Wow. And it, it was... It, it was weird. It was like, okay, I guess it was supposed to happen this way. So awesome. 
All right. So the last question is here. Uh, do you have any other projects that you would like to promote that you have in the works? And also any social media sites or other websites that you'd like to promote for both yourself and Reunion from Hell? Okay. Um, well, of course, got the Hagwitch coming up and you can uh, follow that. They're running an Indiegogo campaign right now. And you can follow that by going to the Hagwitch and I think it's Dash Movie on Facebook. Awesome. And let me cut and, you off here for one second. Um, I just want to let everybody know that if you want to also find out more about the Hagwitch in detail, you can listen to my interview with Sam and Jana. And that one's also on the YouTube channel and on all the podcasting platforms. Sorry, Hayden, but I have to plug um, that you mentioned it. <laughs> I would like to throw in there, too. I'm so glad. I had the honor of reading that script mm -hmm. right as before anybody else read the second draft. And I'm so glad that I read it in the daytime. It's going to be scary. Yes. Like, they emphasize <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Um, I was so thankful that I read that script during the day. But um, you can, for Reunion from Hell, you can follow us. We have a group on Facebook. It's Reunion from Hell. Um, where you can really keep up to date and interact with several of the cast members. Um, we have an official Facebook page, mm -hmm. um, which is Reunion from Hell. And then um, you can friend me, and it's just Hayden Newman. Um, and, you know, if I, I don't have a problem friending anybody. So. Right. As long as you're not, a, as long as you're real. Exactly, exactly. I do, I do checks. I've gotten pretty good about noticing awesome. fake profiles. Um, but there is some other stuff in the works. Mm -hmm. I cannot say what just yet. <laughs> I can say that Kathy Podwell is returning. Okay. Um, and that it's, we are announcing it right after we do the premiere weekend of the first film. Awesome. So, so I cannot say what it is, but um, we're really excited about it. That's awesome to hear. And of course, I'm assuming you have an IMDb page. Yes, we do. We have an IMDb page. It's, of course, Reunion from Hell. And right. um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, we're just getting ready for this this release now, which is Great. unreal. Um, this journey started February of 2020, and now February March of 2021, it's fixing to be released. It goes um, by quick. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, but that's another thing I would like to tell other filmmakers is like you said, it's not easy. It is a job. I was several times on my phone to two, three o'clock in the morning and, you know, writing and it, you know, as a filmmaker, it, it's, it's a job. It's yep. just, Exactly. I have a full-time job that I do as, you know, for my, you know, for my, you know, my full-time career and yeah. doing that on top of filmmaking, 
I mean, technically filmmaking is a full-time career, just not a nine to five set hours. You'll get calls at three in the morning. You'll get messages three in the morning. When you're asleep, you're getting woken up by these messages. And then you're at work. When I'm at, when I was at work, at least I'm getting messages out the wazoo. I had to wait till lunch to respond to them. Like it, it gets overwhelming, especially when you have a full-time career. Especially that. And also when you're dealing with people on the West coast. Yep. Because there i'm on the east coast i'm in alabama right so there's that huge time difference <laughs> yep so um three hours so uh it, it could be you know midnight for us and we're in bed or whatever and they're messaging us calling us or whatever and it's only like nine o'clock at night over there for them <laughs> exactly um but it's it's all worth it in the end it, it really, really is, is. When you see the final project and the final product of the movie and you get to see yourself on that big screen, your name on the screen, you acting on the screen, your, your work coming to life, all, the, all your friends, your family watching it and seeing all the work you put in and your cast and crew put in. It, it is an ultimate, you know, an ultimate, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's just an amazing experience, amazing feeling that your, yes. all, everybody's hard work just melded this like went right into this product and it's now you know it's alive it's there exactly and you know it's kind of funny um like i said me and kathy became extremely close um and we text just about every day and awesome. talk on the phone at least once a week mm -hmm. but i'm forever grateful to her i'm like thank you so much you know thank you for taking the chance. And she's like, no, she's like, I'm forever grateful to you because you've brought me back. Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you're a legend. Exactly. But it's, it's a mutual love. Like um, she's forever grateful and I'm forever grateful. So right. exactly. And she is, she's a legend. It's a respect thing. You know, you respect her for what she's done in the industry and she respects you for what you've done for this movie and how you went from you know all those heart heartaches that have happened and you know the production the pre-production hell and everything and you still brought this movie to life and you and not just you but obviously the cast and crew but she respects you from you know because if it wasn't for you maybe this movie wouldn't have started because it's your vision it's your baby exactly and um i will say she was she was very much like the mom on set mm -hmm. very much like the mom on set right. um but she's just yeah so fun loving laid back That's awesome when you interview her you'll love her you'll fall in love with her I'm excited i don't think she has a mean bone in her body that's great. I'm excited to interview her, and I definitely uh, look forward to that. And uh, anybody that wants to listen to me interview Kathy Podwell, of course, you can follow, uh, like me on Facebook at Slasher Scotty or Instagram uh, Slasher Scotty or Twitter Slasher Scotty One. I had to throw a one in there because if somebody had Slasher Scotty for some reason on Twitter. But uh, yeah, um, and I'll obviously, whenever I set up an interview with her, I'll put out there, you know, a post with a picture made up of her like I did with you and everybody else. And uh, it'll promote that up, but uh, stay tuned for that also. And thank you, Hayden. I truly appreciate you for uh, giving me your time for this interview, especially an hour early. Uh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, no it's an honor to be thank asked you. to come on. So. Awesome. So before I let you go, I just want to let everybody know if you're watching this on YouTube, if you already don't subscribe to me, 
give me a subscription. Please do so on YouTube. Um, also, if you are listening to this on all of our podcasts, uh, give me a rate, a comment, you know, a like, anything like that. Um, subscribe to me on there, notify, whatever. Um, I'm available on uh, tons of different uh, podcasting platforms between Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Openbox, Castbox, Verbal Breaker, Anchor, and about 25 others that I'm not going to, that I can't just mention because there's too many of them. But I, yes. I thank you, Hayden, so much. It's been an honor. And for all those listening, please go and check out Reunion from Hell once it is out. Um, um, obviously, I'll keep uh, sharing it um, when she posts updates and you can see when it's available and go and see it when you can because it's going to be a great film. I have confidence in Hayden and the project and I am so excited to see it myself. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Thank you, Hayden. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.